Hello and welcome to episode 119 of the Redbox Report, the weekly movie podcast where we review the latest Blu-rays and DVD releases for Redbox. I'm your host Bob Phelan. And I'm the co-host Joel Phelan. And this week we're going to have another little miscellaneous week here. We're going to take a look at the final Hobbit movie out of... How many? Was it 20? <laughs> 25, I think. The Hobbit, The Battle of the Five Armies. Then we're going to talk about our top five trilogies of all time. Time will tell if The Hobbit lands on either of our lists. But then we're going to switch it up a little bit and review Unbroken, Angelina Jolie's latest uh, movie that tried to go for the Oscar, didn't quite get there. Is this her first direct, fully... Her second, being the director? Second, second one. Yeah. yeah okay. Her first one was In the Land of Blood and Honey. I never saw it, but hmm. heard like mixed reviews. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's that's what we got going on. Alright. Let's kick it off with The Hobbit, The Battle of the Five Armies. <laughs> Let's start off with the title. Yeah, I like the short, sweet title. <laughs> <laughs> it's too many thes, in my opinion. Yeah, it's, uh, it's almost a paragraph. <laughs> I think they should have called it The Hobbit, The Battle of the Five Armies The yeah. <laughs> I mean, what the hell But it doesn't even seem to go with the movie that much They're Not really They're really forcing that fifth army Because there's like two different work armies Oh uh, yeah, yeah Now, obviously When they first were going to make these movies It was supposed to be two films but then they decided, hey, we could make an extra billion dollars if we split it into three, so... Yeah, at one point I had heard they were even thinking about making four out of the That cuts. would be ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> Two, I thought they could have... I feel like I don't really like these Hobbit movies very much. I... I disliked the first one completely. The second one I thought was alright, an improvement. And, but yeah, I agree. Especially in the shadow of its the Lord of the bigger Rings. brother, I guess, the Lord of the Rings. Even though I know it's the prequel. Yeah, the the first one I thought was over, way too long, boring, too much filler, had bad CGI. It um, didn't really lead up to any much of anything. Yeah, and but it did have an awesome scene between uh, Bilbo and Gollum. Yeah, so it was like a standout thing. So, I mean, it had moments here and there, but overall I thought it pretty much was not good. The second one, I do agree, was better. Had more moments that stood out than the first one, but still overly long and a lot of filler. Uh, but the scenes with Smog, great. Yeah, Smog, I think, is definitely the standout. The third one? Series, really. Yeah, yeah. And going into the third one, I'm thinking, all right, it's called The Battle of the Five Armies. It's going to be a lot of action. This is where it's going to pay off. <laughs> Actually, I didn't think that. Yeah. I, I had a little bit of hope, just because it's the final one. They can just... There's not going to be... There shouldn't be too much filler, and then it's not going to leave you hanging at the end. Yeah, I thought it was going to be the best of the three, but I didn't have crazy expectations for it to be amazing or anything no, like no, that. No, no, no. But... I just think if they would have just made one movie, it would have been an awesome movie. Yeah, or even two. I thought they would have had two fairly strong Two would have been better least. than three. The thing I don't understand is this movie starts 
with the way the second movie ended with smog flying off into the distance this movie starts with just him flying right back yeah and then I, it's like 10 minutes he's dead that's the uh the first thing i have in my notes is that is such a cheap cliffhanger yeah from the second one especially Absolutely. for how long small glass in this yeah. And he's not. He's only in the second one, what, the last half an hour, 45 minutes? Yeah, and then yeah. In this one, the first 10, 15? Yep, and then he's dead. Like, <laughs> I could understand if he was, they dragged Smog out to be in the movie, like, for half the movie. Yeah. I would accept it that. But. There is literally no excuse for him not to die at the end of the second movie. Yeah, he has nothing to do with the third movie, essentially. Like, that would have made that second movie even better. It would have made it more complete, you know? Yeah. And then maybe you set up... Um, Thor and going crazy or, at the end of the yeah, second one. Maybe, yeah, if that's the direction you want to go, because then it still would have the third one would have been two hours long. Yeah, and I think that definitely plays into how this could have been one or two movies. Yeah, and again, I actually thought the smog stuff was the best part of this movie. Yeah, I thought he was an awesome character. Actually, did you see uh, Stephen Colbert interviewed Smog? Yeah, that I was saw cool. That. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. Uh, but they should have done what they did with the other Lord of the Rings. It just they had their theatrical cuts, and then for all the bookheads and stuff out there, they got what are they like three and a half, four hour long of the extended cuts. Mm-hmm. And they're there for people to watch if you want them. Yeah. But. See, from a marketing and financial standpoint, I get splitting the movies into three. It's just plus trilogies. It's just the thing, you know. What I mean? Yeah. But. At least it gave us this top five, but <laughs> <laughs> it's just so creatively bankrupt. Yeah. It's like I don't know. It's just a trend that's happening, and and in some cases, I think it's warranted. Not very many, but for this, these movies specifically. So much filler. Even yeah. this movie, it's so much filler. It's boring shit. Yeah, <laughs> and they they make you wait for the freaking fighting and, uh, well, not wait, but I don't know. I just, I mean, I didn't completely dislike the movie or anything, but yeah, I agree. It's filler. It's filler, filler, filler. Then a cool and scene. then a cool. <laughs> they got some standout parts throughout yep. the movies and. Um. But yeah, the as a, we're talking about smog, I guess a couple other things about that was, and as cool as it was, and I thought that was a great 10, 15 minutes of this movie, I had no momentum. Yeah. If it would have, you know, I enjoyed the end of the last movie, I would have been more pumped for this if that was continuing that momentum in the same movie, you know? Yeah. Coming it's... in cold, it was like immediately, boom, here he is, he's attacking the city, they're fighting back, they're fighting back, he's dead. Yeah, you know, and then you got filler ahead of you. Took you know? me five minutes to get into it, and then five minutes later to get out. Yeah, I thought it was a really poor editing decision. Yeah, and then the whole thing with Thorin going gold crazy or money crazy, you know. Yeah, what, that, what do they call it? The dragons? Curse. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, something like that. That this didn't do much for me at all. No, me either. I, I lost all... Well, I'm not hope, but I just didn't really care too much about Thor. And yeah, quickly. and it's such a huge chunk yeah. of the movie. It's, uh, I don't know. I think that actor is, actually does a decent job as Thorin. 
it's mostly just the script and again all the, the filler you know yeah the performance is good I think yeah I think the acting's pretty good for Martin Freeman is. is good as Bilbo I mean Gandalf coming back same is, as ever I yeah. mean for the most part I did kind of like the stuff with Saruman and Sauron's eye that was kind of like a side thing uh, here yeah. and there and that was cool how they're, they're it's kind of pandering at the same time but they're alluding to the Lord of the Rings so you know in the future if you watch it straight through that could make more sense but I don't know there's just too much senseless action and the action to me other than the smog stuff which was pretty cool I thought with the way he kills them all yeah the action is not that great to me it's really not especially like Helm's Deep and all that like, like that actually had choreography planning practical effects it was amazing and it's not like you can, there can't be a CGI movie that has good choreography and and all that they just it's just more like a video game where they're just waving their sword around and the people fall exactly. down exactly that's know? definitely the kind of vibe I got with uh, the fighting yeah it reminds me of playing Gauntlet you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like how many people can you kill or like uh, what's the uh, Dynasty Warriors yeah or something. just button mashing and just you know waving your weapons endless around. waves of people until you get to a certain point yeah exactly or whatever kill the leader or whatever it is yeah, and I just couldn't find myself caring about anything that was going on, to be honest. Yeah, I I definitely had that same vibe going through. I was just like, about like halfway three quarters of the movie, I was pretty much like, I, I really don't care about this movie that yeah. much anymore. Yeah, this is my least favorite of the three, and that's saying something, because I gave the first one a five and a half, <laughs> the second one a six. Um... I I don't know. It, and this is... There's ways around it, but... We know the Lord of the Rings. We know Bilbo's going to live. There's no threat of him dying. So I actually think you could make that sus suspenseful, even though you know that. Because in the moment, if the filmmaking is well done enough, you'll forget about that and oh, you'll yeah. get caught up in the moment. But it just never happened for me. Yeah, I, I think this movie was better than the first. But definitely weaker than the second. But... Although, I wish now the second had the beginning of this movie. Yeah. What did you think about, uh, speaking of the beginning of the movie, what did you think about the end, though? Um, Not really much spoilers in that, but... Yeah, how they kind of tie everything together. Yeah. What's it? it ends at the beginning <laughs> yeah, of yeah, yeah, yeah. The Lord of the Rings, right? Yeah, pretty much. And, uh, I don't know, feels like pandering. Yeah, definitely. I thought it was kind it's of It's not cool bad. Though, it it wasn't like a big... They could have ended it worse. Of all my complaints, that wasn't, you know, anywhere near the top of the list. Yeah. You know, it felt like a, a lot like the beginning of the first movie. How Frodo starts off and it's Frodo talking to Bilbo and like from the Lord of the Rings. Yeah. And, I'm going to tell you the story. That's their way of tying it all together. So it was like uh, just a nice uh, bookend from that, you know. But I found myself not caring at all about the elves, like um, Evangeline Lily's character and that little love triangle. Yeah, that was... I don't know. I didn't like that part. I do like the elves were cool. They looked cool. Yeah, and I stuff mean... Stuff like that. Like, that's one thing you can't take away from this series is their costume department and all that. True, yeah. It's amazing. That's still but, good. 
But then they'll lace it with so much CGI around it that it's... Yeah. You know. It was um, amazing originally for the first trilogy when they were pushing CGI so far. But now, at this point, it's a one-trick pony type thing, you know? Yeah. And I don't know if it's just oversaturation, but Legolas has lost his luster with me. Yeah. It's the same thing. Like, I don't know. It's overdoing it. Yeah, to say it's the least. It's like um, in Anchorman 2. Too much brick, you know. <laughs> yeah. Just because people like to they lean on it a little more. Yeah, but brick was good because he was such a supporting character. So, and he was kind of yeah, random. Yeah. Random came in only so often. Yeah, especially the girl counterpart in that oh movie. My God. It was horrible. Don't get me started. <laughs> I still like that movie. <clears throat> I do. I Actually, I enjoyed it. I've watched it a couple weeks ago again. And I actually liked it better than the first time I watched it, but, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I didn't like this movie. I was not invested. I've always said that The Lord of the Rings, while really, really good, are overrated. Yeah. But, they're masterpieces compared to The Hobbit movies. (laughs) Yeah. So, I'm gonna go ahead... And give it a five out of ten. And a five. I went with a six, just because I thought it was stronger than the first. Well, I think I never like reviewed the second one, but I probably would have given it a seven, maybe seven and a right. half. So in that context, better than first, worse than the. It just second. dragged on and on for me. I was like, when is this movie? Yeah, <laughs> I definitely <laughs> felt the same because I told you I've watched it a few times. Yeah, bits and I don't think I ever stayed up for the whole thing. <laughs> And I thought that was just because of me, but no, no. it was you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not me, it's you. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. The score was just generic for me. Uh, the, the cinematography... Didn't there was nothing special. that really stood out yeah. for me in this movie. Yeah. Besides the beginning of the movie, it looked awesome. Small. Yeah. Destroying. I thought that was really It looked really, really cool. cool. It did. It did. But again, does it fit in this particular And you movie? actually felt a little bit of suspense with the kid and his dad up. Because oh, yeah, you don't know the if these characters are going to survive. But yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, it's just so disappointing because... I really wanted to like this movie. There, I enjoyed the book. I read it in school. And I don't know. I think there was a good movie. Maybe two good movies at the most, but... They, yeah. they got greedy and yeah, the quality kind of, dipped because of that. They wore out their franchise a bit. That's all they can. I do like that they made the movies quick enough to actually get the same guy to play Gandalf because I think he's very important. But other than that, and it's like just wait or something. Again, with Gandalf, they try to. I feel like they're forcing him a little bit just because. Yeah, he's popular he's so from the old. Liked, yeah. I don't know. I think Peter Jackson should have done something else. At some point in Guillermo time between Di- this. Yeah. Guillermo del Toro was supposed to direct it. Not really. And then he dropped out. Uh, I wonder that, why. I don't know. <laughs> Probably saw the script. I'm kind of just glad it's over. Until they come out with parts 7, 8, and 9 in a few years. The sequel. <laughs> yeah. But let's talk about some good trilogies if you don't mind. Alright. Get into our top into five. What do you feel about trilogies? It seems to be the big thing now. Well, for a while now, actually. Uh, but 
If you're going to make a franchise, you got to have a trilogy. You got to. I think some of the best movies ever made are trilogies, but. But how I many? I think the people trying to make things in threes is incredibly forced. It's even it transitioned into like video games, which is my thing. You know what I mean? Like, and I don't understand why some of these movies or games or whatever it is. They'll announce it ahead of time as being a trilogy. And you know they're not going to stop at three. Right. At half the time. If or... it's still successful, why yeah. would you stop? So it's like, oh, well, we're making another trilogy. Mm-hmm. Like Hobbit yeah. being a grand example. Yeah. And that's why I think Marvel's... Look, I understand people, a lot of people are sick of the Marvel thing. But they're breaking the mold in that aspect. At least. I mean, they're trying something different. They've... They've actually spurred the new thing, which is just massive franchises all coming together. Which yeah, I like the idea. It also could be problematic. Of different movies being in the same world. But not really having... Anything they to do with They're not other. tied to each other where they have to do something. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, one... This is a video game example. I'm sorry. I'm a little bit stuck on this. <laughs> but um, Mass Effect... Huge game, awesome storyline. I would be surprised if it's not a movie one day. There's another series called Dragon Age, which is medieval. They are in the same universe, same world. Like they, they have little hints and nods throughout <laughs> it. And I thought that was really cool. I would like to see movies do more of something yeah. like that rather than all these movies die, being directly tied to each other. Mm-hmm. Marvel being a little different because it's it makes sense because that's how the comics work. Yeah. And it's like movies like The Hangover. Yeah. Why did The Hangover need a A surprise success. Boom. Immediately they think, successful? Okay, trilogy. Doesn't matter how good good the second one is. And I'm even, I'm one of the people, I really like the second one. Uh, The first time I watched it though, I would have given it, I would have panned it. Right. Because I thought it was so cheap that they did scene for scene matched (laughs) it up. But I, Overall, I thought it was sort of a better locale, and it was sort of more interesting. But you kind of can't take away that particular, the first hangovers yeah. kind of impact, you know. But Yeah, I agree. Well, let's get into it. All right. I'll kick it off, if, if you don't mind. Since let's do it. My number five is Lord of the Rings. People might be surprised to hear that it's my number five trilogy, because I always talk about how overrated it is. <laughs> But it's still really, really good, and especially as a trilogy, these movies blend together oh, yeah, perfectly. They definitely it's hold seamless. Up. I think the first one is the best. Fellowship is my favorite. I think they get a little bit worse as it, as the series goes on, but there's all of them are really good, fun watches. And uh, whereas The Hobbit has all this filler, I don't. Even though it's a lot of walking and talking and and stuff like that, at least I feel like, and maybe I'm wrong, maybe if I go back and watch I'd disagree, but I feel like it's more important stuff, and it actually, it actually builds propels the yeah. story forward, you know, and not just, oh, here, let's go watch this wizard Radagast go chase around <laughs> some animals for a half an hour. Yeah. You know, but, um, yeah, I I definitely enjoy that trilogy. Yeah, I Totally agree with you. But um, my number five, I'm going to give to the Dark Knight trilogy. All right, it's my number four. 
Oh, okay. It's uh, it was close. I mean, I think my three to five are fairly close to each yeah. other. I mean, it, this is a great trilogy. Yeah, um, I loved it. Um, it may be my number five because it's the newest and it's not ingrained <laughs> as nostalgic maybe yeah. as the others but yeah I mean Batman Begins I think is really good I think it's my second of the of that trilogy second yeah, favorite because it's probably the one I've seen the least but I do know I definitely enjoy the it. Dark Knight clearly is the highlight yeah what anchors it absolutely I don't think there's any arguments there the Dark Knight Rises I was disappointed for sure but it's still a solid movie, a lot to like. Yeah, I, I definitely... Expectations were so high going yeah, in. for sure. Especially with Bane and all that. And he, was, he was a good bad guy, but he wasn't really... Yeah, he's uh, not the Joker. Yeah. He was the Joker. And I didn't quite like the twist. Yeah. Yeah. It but... seemed like they're trying to redo the twist from the Batman Begins. Yeah. I did like the ending, though. A thinking ending. Yeah, yeah, I did. You know. There was a ton to enjoy. There's the opening sequence in the airplane is amazing. The, oh my the god! Fist, the first fist fight between Bane and Batman is incredible. Oh, yeah. Like it just it was a hit or miss a little bit. Yeah. So what's your number four? My number four, I am giving to the Lord of the Rings. All right, well, <laughs> go we're figure. in lockstep here. Any uh, more thoughts or more? Uh, no, I mean, we yeah. pretty much covered it this whole beginning yeah. here. Uh, what do you got for three? Three, I'm going animated. I'm going with the Toy Story trilogy. Oh, okay. I, I noticed it made a lot of people's lists from other... Yeah, I mean, I just... It's Pixar in their heyday. Yeah. The first one kicked everything off other than Bugs Life. But, I mean, I just feel like it's consistently great storytelling i i think the third one is my favorite then the first and the second but they're all like a nine out of ten i mean as far as <laughs> trilogy cred um it's so seamless again it's seamless it's like continuity really you feel it you know you yeah. grow up with these characters it's almost like they're your toys you know you <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, and... I agree with you. I, I don't think I've ever seen the third one. And if I've seen the second one, it was once. The second one can kind of go under the radar. I mean, it's it's definitely, it's really good. But there's nothing, for me at least, it's It's the second one where they out. had like a scene in the arcade or something like that. No, that's, no, that's the first, the first one. one the second one is when Jesse comes in and it's more about Woody's oh, backstory. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have seen the second one. Third yeah. one I have not the seen. The third one... Is inc- is really really good. I remember asking Thomas, her cousin, yeah. about it because Christy said someone dies or something like that, and I remember asking Thomas this, forgetting that he was young. And when I asked him, he died. He was just like perplexed about <laughs> that question. I don't think he quite understood what that meant. <laughs> and I was just remember sitting there playing Nintendo with him, like, oh my god, I just broke some kid's heart. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it had some sad moments, and and it it's so well done. It, I mean, you, you should check it out for sure. Yeah, definitely, I'll definitely be on my to watch list. Number three for you. Number three, Aliens. Uh, full disclosure, I realize there's four, but I'm not counting. <laughs> and the Prometheus. Oh uh, yeah, well that is 
And another one coming out. But Jeez. You can, hey, the original trilogy is that. The Glock, original trilogy is Glock what I'm referring to. Um, I, I think I the think... third one by far being the weakest. Yeah. Um, actually, the second one's personally my favorite. But I think you can't take away, like, the moments in the first one. Like, the first face hugger and the eggs. And... The first one is in my top 10 or 15 of all time. Really? Yeah. I th- That's my favorite. Just because it's awesome sci-fi, awesome horror elements. Like, just, I felt like from a, for an original movie, you know, it, this is not like a an adaptation, you know. This is like... Yeah, how did how did someone come up with this? It was scary. It was in, intense. It was. I think this awesome. movie really showed that sci-fi didn't have to be, with like sci-fi in the fifties was thought like the real clean and yeah like perfect and such a mood in a, in, a, in a genre of its own. I think it really realized that you can have a horror element yeah. or whatever it may be. Yeah, you can start blending these genres, and then the second one is just a ton of fun it yeah. kind of goes in a different direction James Cameron goes full on action movie and that's a lot of fun too and I, I think the second one being my favorite is probably because the first one I saw being a little bit younger yeah but uh, they're pretty pretty close to oh, begin yeah. with for me and like, the third one is this third one what? it's not a horrible movie but it's first nowhere two, near the first, first two are two. so good that yeah. kind of yeah it's definitely living in the shadow of the first two yeah well my number two is the original Star Wars trilogy it's exactly my thoughts huh exactly my yeah, thoughts your yeah, number yeah, two yeah I'd, I'd imagine we might have the same number one as well right <laughs> <laughs> there's only so many trilogies <clears throat> yeah <laughs> but uh yeah I'm as we talked about last week, I'm pumped for the new movies. I'm excited for this, the Star Wars train to get back on track. Maybe it'll become it's a too trilogy much. Of trilogies after five be. years of the barrage of Star Wars movies. Maybe it'll be too much, but right now I'm stoked because growing up, I watched those movies so many times. Return of the Jedi was always my favorite because I love the Ewoks. Yeah, but <laughs> growing up, Empire is now my favorite because it's it's so epic, but. They're all so much fun. They're so good. The character, the world building, you know, it's second to none. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the universe that he created, it's sort of by mistake. Yeah. is amazing. I think that's kind of the right way to look at things. I don't think you can go into something saying, I'm going to make an epic movie that everyone's going to remember forever. I think it's the wrong way to go about things. To think that a guy makes a movie and it spins off... Your own creation yeah. spins off into novels, comics, fan fiction, like, and the world just gets bigger and bigger just over collective creativity, you know? Yeah, I think it being out of his hands is actually going to be a great oh, thing. Oh, it's amazing. Because those prequels, man, I've never gone from so into something to so out of out something. Out of it, yeah. And I think that's going to help the newer movies, especially like we were talking about how the CGI isn't too much or at least not blatant yeah exactly yeah. they're at least going to use the puppets and there's a basis there's definitely a big feel like a texture from the first trilogy that was missing in the second world prequel whatever yeah no doubt about it am i number one the godfather yeah hands down 
And this is much like your Aliens trilogy, where the third one, yeah. nowhere near as good. Still a solid movie, but the first two are so good that it really... So amazing. Actually, I feel the same way about The Godfathers. I like the second one a little bit better really? than I like the first. See? I, I love uh... the back... Uh... The flashbacks. Oh, it's amazing. I, I love think the they built one. that whole thing just for that movie. Like, there's a set now somewhere that's of old-time New York that they use for all movies really? and stuff because of that. Yeah, I think the second one's probably my top 50 or 60 of all time, but The Godfather original is, like, my number two. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, I just think it's, if there ever could be one, a perfect movie to me. Close. As I said... The first time I ever watched any of these movies from beginning to end was last July, I think, when actually Edgar Shepard, who was on last <laughs> week, was on as we, we caught up on these classics. And man, they blew, it blew my mind, especially the first one. And the second one is amazing, too, with Robert De Niro and the I, flashback. I watched the third one most recently, and it's actually a stronger movie than I remember it being. It's not bad. No. It's, it's just, just a little bit off. It was made like 10 years, I think, after like the yeah, second one. It's a little bit... I don't know. It's like when Al Pacino started yeah, thinking a little... Yeah, a little I don't bit. know. Something was off with him, I feel like. I think the general concept of that story is like an old Roman or Italian... Something about the co two cousins falling in love or something like the that. The scene with like the helicopter shooting out... Windows, yeah. that was pretty awesome. Yeah. I, I did like the old Vatican thing. Because, actually, as of a couple of years ago, they figured out that that was real. Yeah, they there really were some really interesting line. ideas there. But the whole incest angle, I didn't really know where they were coming from. It's a, I think it's based off of another older I like how tale. I can say how weird that is, but then Game of Thrones is amazing. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but, yeah, that is... I would say the best trilogy of all time. Yeah. Any yeah. honorable mentions? Um, no. <laughs> no I would worries. like to give The Hobbit one, but it's not. No, definitely not. I had the Bourne movies, not counting Legacy. The yeah. The, the all the Matt Damon ones. I haven't seen all of them, and I don't know which ones I have seen. They're <laughs> <I don't laughs> all really similar in a way. They kind of blend together. But each one, they're so fun. I feel like it gets a little bit better each time. Uh, Supremacy being my favorite. Uh, the Spider-Man, the original Spider-Man trilogy. Ah, Sam Raimi movies. Okay. Again, the third one doesn't really hold up candle to the first two. But they are good at not falling their own. Right. Evil Dead. You have Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, and then uh, uh, Army of Darkness. Yeah, I've seen Army of Darkness in one of the first two. Really good uh, horror <laughs> trilogy. Army of Darkness is my least favorite of them. And I know it's a lot of people's favorites. It's just a little too out there for me. Yeah, I like the first one. That's the one I've seen. Yeah, it's more of a horror. Yeah. And then the second one is almost a remake of the first one, but just more comedy. <laughs> Which, it's really good, too. Lethal Weapon. The first three oh, Lethal yeah, Weapon movies. Then there's Die Hard. Die Hard. First three Die Hard. I, the only reason Die Hard... Doesn't really make it. Well, first of all, I mean, that first one is so amazing. Yeah. But there's been five movies, so I kind of... Has there been five? Yeah. Oh, really? I thought it was fifth four. Fifth one, terrible. Yeah. Uh, Terminator. I have that trilogy as I'll mention. 
And Back to the Future. Oh, man, I forgot that was Sweet Movies. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Again, the third one. It's always that last one. Yeah, it's the third <laughs> one. It's always the... Because the first one is the origin, and you get everyone into it. Second one, you're already there. You can do whatever you want. Third, Third one, you're like, kind of running out of ideas. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's always them out of their prime or whatever mm -hmm. it may be. Yeah, getting lazy. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, let's uh, switch our attention to the POW Olympic athlete war movie. True story, by the True way. True story. Uh, Unbroken. Unbroken. What was the guy's name again? Louis... Louis... Yes, Louis Zan... Zamborghini or something like that. Uh, it's a. I had it written down actually. I think no. it's Louis Lamborghini. No, that's. Not <laughs> <laughs> it starts with the Zamborelli. Z. Yeah, I don't know. Something like that. Yeah. You get what we're saying, well, Mamma Mia. But um, yeah. So the movie is basically this guy. Story of true story of this guy who was an Olympic athlete goes into the army. He's a good uh, bombardier. He's a very. At least the way they portray it, uh, successful at his job, uh, yeah. army job. And there's some kind of crash. Him and a couple other people that he's flying that plane with, trying to survive the water. Eventually, him and his friend gets captured, become POW. Again, it was Japanese, right? Yeah. And basically, it's just him surviving all of that, like not giving in. <laughs> you know. Yeah. It's he's unbroken. <laughs> the the true story concept is or concept what am I talking the true story part of it is interesting the coolest concept. part <laughs> I think of all of this but yeah and this month this is going to be similar to imitation game for me yeah I, I feel almost exactly the same I do think it's a little bit better than imitation game but the story itself I feel like it's more interesting than the movie the, yeah Totally. Um, I think the first 30 to 45 minutes of this movie, I had a guesstimate rating, and it was about an 8, and it fell off. I think the movie kind of unraveled a little after bit, that. Yeah. Or it didn't unravel, but it just... I did like... Uh, I don't know. I liked more of the... Um, the problem with this movie is it's stretching itself so thin, trying to be so many different things. Because this guy went through so much that yeah. there is so much to this story. I heard someone else say this on another podcast. I believe it was Tyler Smith of Battleship Retention. And he's he's absolutely right. Either this movie needed to be... Because it's two and a, almost two and a half hours long. Either this movie needed to be half an hour shorter and more focused on one of these aspects of the story... Or an hour longer and really dive into every aspect of it and make it an epic. Yeah, I could definitely see that. And I, I kind of agree with what he's saying because I just felt like it got caught in the middle. Yeah. And I read up a little bit on him before he came over here and it's a pretty interesting guy. There's actually a lot of people were mad that they didn't have some of his life afterwards, mostly Christian people because he became like a Christian yeah, relational yeah. speaker. Yeah, and that's another thing Tyler Smith said was. The most interesting part of the story happens after the movie ends. Yeah, but I can understand yeah. not because, yeah. again, it's a, such a big scoop. But uh, yeah. I think, like, showing the Olympics more would have helped. I actually think they could. See. Because it, when reading about him, that he came in eighth, which 
The movie doesn't quite make that no, clear. They, do not they make it seem like he won the race almost. Yeah. But the impressive thing was his last lap was a standing record for a long time, fifty six seconds or something right. like that. To the point where it the Olympics were in Germany, Hitler asked to meet him personally. And he actually met Hitler personally, shook his hand and all Jesus. that. So I mean, I think that would have really played into the fact that he joined the Air yeah. Force in World, in World War II. Yeah, I see what you're saying. But I felt like the movie was too old. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And I just meant, I think it would yeah. more context. That stuff everything. was definitely interesting. But I felt like there was almost so little. It was, what was it, like 10, 15 minutes of the movie in the beginning? Yeah. Cut that completely. You can still refer to the fact that he's a little yeah. runner. Maybe... And I know it kind of has... There's some interesting stuff with his the flashbacks and his backstory. But I don't know. That stuff wasn't my favorite part of the movie either. I just, the POW part, I just got so... Yeah. So much is the same. Yeah, it was repetitive. Which, yeah. obviously, being a POW is repetitive. Yeah, absolutely. So. But, yeah, it definitely dragged a little bit I towards the end. I feel like that's one of those things you could have been like two years later... Yeah. When he's about to get out, or whatever, when those important things happen. I kind of agree. Yeah. My favorite part was when the plane crashed, and they're just trying to survive on the raft. It was like a life of pie. Yeah, that was my favorite type, part of the type movie of deal. Yeah. That was actually really interesting. When that part was going on, I'm like, hey, this movie's not as bad as people were saying. The one thing I wish they would have added was, um, apparently he forgave all of his captors later on in life, and he met Yeah, that was a really interesting Except part. the one guy. The bird. Wouldn't. Yeah, the bird wouldn't meet with him. Yeah. So, I don't know. I just... Yeah, that was definitely interesting. Yeah. I thought the movie looked great. It was shot really well. Had a great picture quality to it. Um, yeah, unfortunately, I think the direction of the movie was its biggest flaw. Angela Not Jolie. all of it. This is, like The things yeah. it did well, it did really well, but it just... Like you said, couldn't really make up its you mind exactly tell, what it wanted to be. Yeah, you can tell she's early in her career as a director, especially to tackle a story like this. Yeah, because the scenes that she's shooting are well shot, and I feel like each individual individual scene is well directed, but the movie as a whole doesn't exactly come together. Yeah, I can't, totally. I, don't, I can't imagine that the final product is exactly what she imagined in her head when she went, set out to make this movie. No, probably not. You know? Yeah. But... She definitely has some skills, though. Like, she's yeah. not just throw money at something, would, I don't think. I just... I couldn't... I never would have assumed she would go into directing. Uh, and I had no idea she directed this until uh, <laughs> maybe, like, halfway through the movie I looked it yeah. up. Uh, and, yeah, I'm interested to see what she can do. I have heard rumblings or she was I think rumored for a, a second to be I can't remember if it was directing the Wonder Woman movie when uh, when that one lady uh, McLaren Michelle McLaren got fired or uh, yeah, okay. I've heard, I think there was a rumor that Angelina Jolie might step in and then I think there's rumors that she might be directing um, the Marvel movie there's a female-led Marvel movie coming out. I'm Captain Marvel, I believe. Oh, okay. Um, I think there's rumors they're trying to get her, but hmm. I'd be interested. Uh, the acting, 
really good all, all around. Yeah, I um I don't know what his name is, but I really like the, the lead main actor. Guy that yeah. is the guy from Startup, that prison movie, British prison movie I was telling you about. It was all so good. Oh, really? He was the lead in that, and yeah, he's really good here as well. I, I can't think of exactly what else he's from. Let's see. Um, but also you have that other British guy who was his other surviving friend on the raft. Oh, yeah, the uh, blonde guy? Yeah. His, uh, <laughs> the, the, the main character is Jack O'Connell, is his name. Donald, Donald Gleason is his buddy. But you were wondering what Jack O'Connell's been in. 300 Rise of an Empire. Uh, yeah, that's probably what I right. 71. I don't know what that is. That's about it. But yeah, Donald Gleason, he's in the Star Wars coming up. Oh, really? Yeah, and um, he was in Frank. He's been in a lot of good good movies lately. He's just one of these guys that's showing up in almost everything I watch, it seems like. Uh, the Bird, I thought he did a great job. I thought he was great. Yeah. I f- you could tell they're going. Did you ever see The Bridge on the River Kwai? No. A classic. It's an awesome, awesome movie. That one is like a three-hour epic of uh, POW and all that. I got vibes that they were going for that in in those parts. Oh, okay. I would say the score was pretty generic. Didn't yeah, really stand it didn't out really in stand any out way. to me. But how about the actual war scenes when they're in? Like that is another part when they're actually in the plane and he's bombardiering. Yeah. Um. I mean, it's cool, but it's just one of those things, the aerial view isn't really much flattering mm. for me. It was cool when the bomb hit. Yeah, special effects the, are pretty cool. Yeah, that was Good cool. sound design. And it is pretty crazy that those guys are just, like, hanging out of those planes, essentially. Like, those things are fortresses. I didn't realize it. Like, they got the bottom pod, the top, two yeah. sides, and the back. Just running around. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was crazy. I kept thinking... Every time they said bombardier, the scene to meet the parents. Bomb, bomb, bomb. If I was in the military, it'd be bombardier. <laughs> I don't know why, but... Yeah, I don't know. I don't really have much else to say. Yeah. Oh, was that... I mean, it's not a bad movie. Yeah. I, th- I thought the st- his story was far more interesting yeah. than the actual movie was. Yeah. That's... But not for lack of effort. For sure. Story worth t- being told. Probably could have been told yeah, better. But exactly. <laughs> Imitation game. But I'm glad I saw the story. I mean, I was interested the yeah, whole time. Yeah, absolutely. I've never heard of the guy before. I was yeah. pretty surprised. Yep. And that was cool at the end. It's not a spoiler because it's real life. Yeah. He uh, ran in the Olympics, what was it, 40 years the, later? Uh, in Japan. In Japan. Too. Yeah. That was cool. Uh, I'll give it a 6 out of 10. Uh, I gave it a 6.5. Cool. You can definitely understand that. Um, talk about what else we watched. Did you have anything? Um, I, I pretty much watched TV shows. Uh, I believe it was a PBS special about... I could be wrong about this, if it was PBS or not. It was on Netflix. It was about if all the space agencies on Earth combined to do a long year, years, long mission to go around the solar system and land on Venus, Mars... Uh, a couple of the moons from Jupiter and it's just the most realistic depiction of what they would have to deal with like 
deaths in space, all this different stuff. And it was really cool. Um, I would recommend watching it. I can't remember what it's called, though. I really can't. Did you hear they put Planet Earth on Netflix? No. The Discovery Channel yeah. series? Yeah. I've heard a ton of great things about it when it was on. Never yeah, saw it. I've, just, I've noticed a lot of these, like, documentary, whatever you want to call it, history type yeah. shows on. That's what I've been watching lately. Cool. Like, there's hour-long specials. I think ever since Interstellar, I'm really stuck on space. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty cool. I watched, uh, I actually have been watching a ton of TV lately, so I don't have much movies to talk about either. Still watching Bloodline, about halfway through that. Still oh, I would it. like to get started on that myself. I it's watched a slow the, burn. I watched the first episode, and that's the impression I got, but it yeah. seemed interesting. From everything I hear, it ends really, really well. So yeah, okay. I'm hearing that it really pays off in the end if you stick through it. So Sweet. that's what I'm hoping. Um, I watched a little sci-fi uh, I guess you could call it a thriller, uh, Coherence. Hmm. It's this movie about this group of friends who are having a house party, and a comet goes by at a for whatever. Well, whatever. a comet goes by, which sets off this weird like reaction where they're in the parallel universes. Jeez. Weird stuff starts happening. They go like the power goes out. They go outside. There's another house with... There's only one other house with power. They send two people to go look at it. And they look in. And it's literally this... Like a parallel universe. Like it's, it's like other, a mirrored... Yeah, mirror, oh, And there's cool. all these... I don't know. It's like... Um, and stuff starts happening where... You wonder, is this... The people from this universe? Like, uh, so it's kind of a... Mindfuck yeah, kind of movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, sounds... Much more interesting than it actually is, in my opinion. Really? Yeah, great concept. Um, and it's it's not that it's not well made. I just found these characters to be really annoying. Really? It's really like... Um, is it bad acting, or is it just more bad script? Not necessarily. I don't even know if it was script. It feels improvised a lot. Oh, okay. it's a It's like an indie movie, so it's low budget. It's just these people... It's just like inane conversations about they kind of seem a little uppity or feel yeah. like they're be- higher class. I don't know. You yeah. know, I don't know how to explain it, but um, like wine snobs <laughs> yeah, about yeah. life in general. Guilty-ish. Uh, but yeah, I just I didn't really have any fondness for the characters. There was a, some interesting parts for sure, and a great a great concept, like I said, mm-hmm. but. It just didn't really come together for me as a movie. Yeah. it's That happens it, with these indie films sometimes. These kinds of... And even on that kind of topic, it's so hard to wrap your head around. Like yeah. dimensions and stuff like that. You can and really that too, hit or yeah. miss. That too, like Primer. Have you ever seen Primer? No. That's like a time travel movie that is super realistic and like... You know, they're writing out the math, and yeah. All, yeah, that movie is really good. I, I've seen how I feel about Interstellar because it's so polarizing. People yeah. love it or hate it. Yeah. I think it's just some people, it's over their head. But. This also was over my head a little bit. I yeah. mean, I understood what they were going for, got a little wordy. There's also just these weird, weird coincidences like, oh my god, this just happened. Do you have any books on this stuff? Oh, yeah, I just happen to have one in the trunk of my car. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, mm. 
<laughs> if the movie was good enough, I could ignore that. But when I'm but already it, annoyed by these other things, it stands out more. Yeah. I'd give it a five and a half out of ten. But a lot of people love it. So hmm. might be worth a shot. Okay. The only other movie I watched was a little fun action movie starring Denzel Washington and Mark Wahlberg, Two Guns. <laughs> <laughs> this is like a action movie where they're both... I th- I'm not even on... I just threw it on. It was on HBO <laughs> last night. I think they're both undercover cops, but they both think they're both like criminals. Oh, really? And then uh, there's a corrupt cop. It's just, well, it's a typical Mark Wahlberg or Denzel Washington action yeah. drama type thing. And it's cool to see them together on screen. You know, these two guys that are usually leading these types of movies, doing it together. Um but it's not a great movie. Yeah. It's along the same lines of like Contraband, Equalizer. Yeah. You know. Yeah, Contraband's one of those ones. I really wouldn't the want like that movie, but average at best, really. Yeah. Yeah, I'd give this six out of ten. It's probably what I would give Contraband to. Yeah. I mean Yeah, it's Contraband. It's past the time. It's a, it's good for like background viewing, you know. Yeah, exactly. I I can enjoy that though. I'm not gonna go pay $10 to see it in the movies yeah. but hey but I'll watch it while I'm doing something else in my basement you know what I mean I wasn't even doing anything else but uh, yeah I, there are movies like that I was yeah. just late at 10 o'clock at night everyone's asleep I can, I wasn't ready to go to sleep so I just yeah. put it on you know watched it plus deciding what you're gonna watch is sometimes half the battle so sometimes yeah. like, and it's like it sometimes roll. I'll be deciding between these two movies that got great reviews, but maybe this this one deserves more attention. This one is a little headier. It got to be in the right frame of mind. Yeah. But here's the third option, just a, a generic action. <laughs> All right, I could do that. So. <laughs> and the only other thing I watched was TV show, uh, the premiere of the newest season of The Ultimate Fighter. This thing, I think it's season nineteen or twenty. Um, Jeez, have they been there long? Yeah, it's. Uh, a different, a little bit of a different format this this season. Does for the it reinvent first time. the entire genre? Like oh my advertising? God. No, <laughs> and actually, I appreciate. I do think they needed to do something to switch it up because it was literally the same format over and over again. It really got predictable and boring. I don't care about the drama. I just want to see good fighters fight yeah. and who's going to make win the tournament. And the talent has gone down a little bit. I mean, some seasons are better than others, but. Mm-hmm. And it's even, it's hard to tell because they're all fighting each other. Is it a bunch of great fighters? Is it a oh, bunch yeah, of... well, that's true. But this, the premise here is that they took two um, training camps or gyms uh, from Florida that hated, the owners hate each other. They can't stay in each other. They're on completely different wavelengths. One is American Top Team and one is the Black Zillions. And what they're doing is they're just having like, Three rounds of four fights where there's eight people on ATT, eight people on Black Zillions, and they just match them up. If there's four fights in the first round worth 25 points, four fights in the second round worth 50 points, four fights in the third round worth 100 points, and at the end, whoever has more points, their gym gets 200000 or three $200,000. Which, I mean, that's a nice yeah. boost, and... Out of your eight-person team, 
one person might not fight at all. One person might fight three times. You're trying to just, uh, you okay. know, do whatever you can do. And then I, I'm not exactly sure how to switch, but they said something about in the finale, whoever wins, I don't know if it's like there's going to be a bunch of matchups and whoever wins more or whatever, but that gym gets 300000 more dollars. Oh, jeez. Yeah, so there's $500,000 on the line. But it's just, I don't like, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm going to watch it just because I love the UFC and I'm yeah, watch it, but... <laughs> I don't. I don't know how I feel about the format. Really, I don't really understand how it's going to work in the end. These guys. I don't know. There's one guy who I know from a different organization who's a pretty decent fighter, but I don't know any of these guys. I, if I were, I actually would love this idea. If if they actually took guys that were in the UFC already from these these groups, these yeah. uh, gyms. Like, known guys and have them fight each other. Well, I guess it's just because of how they have the UFC set up now to be, like, the the premier league of their sport. And then all the other acquisitions they made are lesser. Yeah. Or I don't don't even know Strikeforce around anymore, is it? No, they bought it Completely got rid of it. Well, UFC absorbed them. Yeah. I thought they still had, like, some kind of other... There's Bellator, World Series of Fighting. There's a ton of organizations. There's two that are other well-known. Yeah. Um, the problem is, though, with Dawson Fighter, that's how they bring in... They have so many shows a year. This is how they keep bringing in new blood. Yeah. Just to get these faces and names familiar with people watching TV. So then when you see them on the undercard, you're like, oh, I know that guy. Uh, okay. So I understand where they're coming from. But the way they're billing it, it's like these two sixty-year-old owners hate each other. Yeah. Well, they're not gonna fight. Who cares? I'm sure these fighters don't really hate each other yeah. from different gyms, but I don't know. We'll see. Maybe I'll like it better as it goes on. Yeah. All right. Let's let's get into the news. The news. Um, did you see the Joker photo? The first picture of the new Joker in Suicide Squad. Oh, no, I didn't. You didn't? No. Uh, let's look at it live on air. <laughs> live from Baltimore. <laughs> let's see. David Ayer directing Jared Leto is the new Joker. Obviously, we knew yeah. that. Fill in time. Here is what he's going to look like. Holy crap. <laughs> What do you think? He's got the short green hair, looks insane, uh, tattoos of ha-ha-ha all over his body. At first glance, I don't like it, but the more I think about the Joker, it can work. I don't know. It's creepy. It's definitely creepy. Um, I th- They're trying to go for the this image from yeah. the iconic image. Uh, I don't know. I have to see... It's I kind of like the tattoo idea, but I don't know if I like it being so directly about it's a him on the nose. It's like it's like he's got tattoos about the Joker. If the Joker was like, I feel like this guy is obsessed with the Joker he and wants ta- to become him. <laughs> I just there is he has a tattoo of damaged on his damaged forehead. on his forehead. He's got his smile on his the Joker thing, thing and ha 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 everywhere. Yeah, I mean it's just a picture. Yeah, I, I'm not going to take too much from this. 
I, I, I have full confidence in. You can make anything work depending on how you use it. Yeah. Um, if he's know. really a madman, like in the yeah, thing, it works. Definitely a different direction than the, the Jokers we've seen, and I yeah. feel like you kind of have to do that after the iconic performance. Of yeah, Heath you Ledger. can't try to reproduce Heath Ledger's, yeah. but I do think they picked the best guy. Yeah, I think that he's could a good come fit. close. Yeah. I got no problem with Jerry Leto as the Joker. Yeah, he's a, he's a good method guy. Alright, um, you watch anime? Yeah. Death Note? Death Note? I've heard of it. I haven't uh-huh. seen it before. There's going to be a film adaptation. Okay. And Adam Wingard is going to direct it. He directed uh, The Guest, a movie that's number 10 on my top 10 of 2014. A great little indie thriller, horror-ish type deal. Did you see that? Uh, you should definitely check that out. He also did Your Next. Uh, he's mostly known for horror, but he's going to go to what's this. It? There's another anime movie coming out, uh, Ghost in the Shell. Yeah. That's, I forget, they just announced They announced who the uh, lead actress is going to be. I want to say Scarlett Johansson, but that might be my imagination. I think it might be right, because they were originally billing um, the girl from Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, but I me think... I think, no, she, uh, I think Scarlett Johansson is right. Because yeah. I think that's what my brother told me. Yeah, it's weird. And they're, they keep talking about the uh, Akira live-action movie. Yeah, I don't think it's coming. ever going to really work. If you've ever seen Akira, it's just I don't see how it's going to translate into live-action. It's hard to make. I mean, it's anime is its own thing. It's hard yeah. to really... Now, I do think anime could be the next like Marvel it, like type movies because there are a lot of animes that would work perfect for film or miniseries but they keep picking these kind of odd like doing Dragon Ball Z live action they've made a couple of them uh, only one like American well known one horrible horrific. but I just feel like Miyazaki films are basically a- anime movies yeah but I mean like live action yeah. why did it, I, mean, I don't know why do you have to make it live action? It kind of mm-hmm. works on its own. But it's sort of like, why you got to make Spider-Man live action? Because it makes a lot more sense when it's a comic or a cartoon. Yeah, I just, they haven't... There's there's a lot more different kinds of anime out there sure. than, like, what I just need out. proof that it can be done well. Like, if you ever watch, like, a Cowboy Bebop, you would understand exactly why that would work perfect for live action. Because it's realistic... And yeah. Even Gundam Wing or Gundam in general, the only sci-fi aspect yeah, is the fact that throw, they're in these big robots. You gotta throw a lot of money at it to make it work. I feel like. Yeah, and I think they could do it because they did so well with that. Uh, what's that one mecha movie? Pacific Rim. Yeah, I didn't really like. Well, it. the I heard the action was decent, so it was okay. But I think they could make it work because I don't know. I think people just look at it the wrong way when they do those big scale things is they try to make it look they just have to make them move like regular people essentially and then scale everything else down to make it the problem so far has been that they're literally it's so campy looking because they're keeping the exact same style of clothing like you have to adapt it to fit your mold you can't just I don't know I just like I said I want to see them prove to me that it can be done and then I'll I'll buy it I gotcha I like this director, so maybe he can do it. All right. Lastly, we got 21 Jump Street news. 
god. There was a rumored after the Sony hacks, a rumored Twenty One Jump Street Men in Black crossover movie to come. Why? Of all things, well, that's confirmed. That's happening, apparently. Are you serious? Uh, <laughs> could be fun. I guess. <laughs> um, yeah, that's crazy to think about. And also, much like Ghostbusters, there's going to be a female 21 Jump Street spinoff. All females. Why so do guess, they keep doing this? I don't know. It, I under, like... The heart is to be in the right equal place. in a way, but I feel like it makes it unequal. Yeah. Because you have to do a female version. Right. But still the male. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I feel like maybe their heart is in her, or their head is in the right place, but it's almost counterproductive where it's like, yeah, okay, I, girls, we'll give you this. Yeah, you know? it's exactly. Almost, it's almost like the guy in the 60s who's so patronizing, but he thinks he's being a nice guy. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's so weird to me. Either make it one, just make it. Maybe. It happens to be a film that has all females. Yeah, it's fine. Just, yeah. But why does it have to be the female it's version like, of another movie? Yeah. They announced the all-girl Ghostbusters, and then what do you know? Three months later, oh, we're also making all male. Don't worry. <laughs> so stupid. All right, let's get into prejudgment day. Dun, dun, dun. This week, not as big of movies as last week. That was. Quite a haul. Yeah, that was a pretty big one. But we have um, Johnny Depp, new movie. Black Mass. Uh, Black Mass, where he's being Whitey Bulger, the famous uh, mafia member, I believe. Yeah. And also, the character that Jack Nicholson was based off of in The Departed. The yeah. Departed. Uh, basically, the trailer was awesome in my opinion yeah I, I really like the direction they went with the trailer not I like, like show the whole movie yeah I like the trailer that like there's more than just the one scene but I like more when they just show you a scene from the movie yeah you know with glimpses of other stuff I actually it was really well done whether the movie itself will be good I don't know but that's promising yeah um, I mean I'm and hoping Johnny Depp makes a comeback seems like Johnny Depp might actually be taking something seriously. Yeah, it definitely seems that way. And if there's anybody, it's Whitey Bulger's such a bad guy. It's it's one of those things that fiction or fact is crazier than fiction. Yeah, he actually went to Alcatraz and all this stuff, and he had the FBI wrapped around his finger. And wow, see, I don't really know a ton about him, so yeah. I didn't watch that documentary that just was released. I think, yeah. a couple months ago, I didn't watch that, so. Maybe I won't, just to be a little surprised. It's so. cool. It's The government made it out that he was an informant, but what they've come to kind of figure out, which they will not admit, is they made him an informant after the fact. <laughs> they were working with him. Jesus. So, it, it's cool. Yeah, seems like a nice little crime mafia movie. I'm interested. That's for sure. Next up, we have Irrational Man, Woody Allen's newest... Um, Starring Emma Stone and Joaquin Phoenix. What did you think? Um, I didn't watch it, to be completely honest with you. <laughs> I totally forgot about that. That's all right. I, actually, I saw like some um, concept art for it or, or pictures from the trailer. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> you didn't miss much. I mean, I wanted to watch it because it's a new Woody Allen movie. I liked I haven't seen all of his movies, probably not even half, because he has a new one every year. But yeah. I've liked a lot of his movies. He's a well-regarded filmmaker. Uh, it just 
I'm sure there will be something to it that makes it better than most. Maybe they won't, but I, I think it's safe to assume that there's a good chance it could. But the trailer, it just seemed kind of run-of-the-mill. It's about this psychology teacher slash writer who starts getting involved with the students. I don't I, I Yeah, it's yeah. a little bit complicated, but it basically it's a love story. And I think the idea is that she likes him because he's this miserable, depressed, like anxious guy jerk yeah and all of a sudden he has an epiphany and becomes this happy girl he like he loses his depression he becomes this happy go lucky great feeling guy and then she's all of a sudden she's not as interesting even though he's a better person she kind of like lost whatever i don't know that could be interesting could be interesting the trail i mean i like joaquin phoenix i think he's an awesome yeah i agree i like emma stone i like everyone involved could be interesting. Yeah, that, I'd like to cast The trailer lot. itself didn't really do much to sell you on how great of a movie it is, but I don't think that's what Woody Allen type movies, they're not made for a trailer to compact everything in two minutes. Yeah, you gotta watch. It's gonna be about the chemistry, the, the little bits of humor It's all the there. other factors that lead in. Yeah, know. so uh, I'll check it out. <laughs> and the last one is M. Night Shyamalan's <laughs> latest, The Visit. The visit. A found footage horror movie. I really. Why is he? Is it found footage? I think it is. Really? And I. I don't know why. Yeah, it didn't. Basically, all right. Basically, the trailer is these two kids are staying with the grandparents for the weekend or for the week, and they have to stay in that their room after nine thirty because something crazy is going on. <laughs> like something's up with the grandparents. Who knows what, but horror movie. It's basically... Uh, yeah. It looks creepy. Definitely sure. was kind of creepy. I can see where it might be good, but M.I. Shyamalan's on downward trend. And yeah, to say the least. Maybe that's uh, maybe the found footage parts. The, the twist. Oh my god. <laughs> but I, I don't mind found footage movies in general, but if there's a reason for it. Yeah. Like, I, I just... I don't know, maybe they just didn't get across what that reason will be in this movie, but I didn't see why it was. Right. Like I said, I asked, I watched the trailer with you yep. before we started, <laughs> so I didn't realize it. <laughs> yeah, and it looked way too clear, like crystal clear to be fair. Yeah, exactly. I they must have the a feeling fucking high-tech camera. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's what the trailers were. And in theaters... Last weekend, the last weekend before summer kicks off and we get all crazy. Can't wait for tomorrow. <laughs> Avengers. Um, the Age of Adeline was the highest grossing new release. $13 million. This was a movie with Blake Lively and Harrison Ford where she doesn't age or something and he falls in love hmm. with her. Uh, I don't know. No, it doesn't do much one. for me. Yeah. <laughs> also, The Water Diviner came out, which is Russell Crowe's directorial debut. Oh, okay. I've heard not the best things. Yeah. I mean, it's Russell Crowe. What'd you expect? <laughs> yeah. He wants to... <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> he's, yeah. I believe he has a... He's either from Australia or New Zealand, but he has a band called 500 Feet of... Hold on. I gotta look this up. <laughs> he has a band... With a ridiculous name. Uh, 
So yeah, what do you think Avengers is going to do while I look this up? Billions. <laughs> Actually, you might be right. Actually, yeah. I mean, I think it will. It definitely is going to break a billion dollars. Oh yeah, there's no doubt. I he- I heard that maybe it'll be week. over six hundred million by this weekend. So yeah, internationally, exactly. probably within like a week or so, break the billion mark. Yeah, uh, here it is: thirty odd foot of grunts. What? Yeah, <laughs> that's interesting. Wonder what the music's like. Um, but anyway, next week on Redbox, we'll be reviewing three new releases. Three whole reviews. So no film club again next week. Just a lot coming at you already. So we'll be reviewing Wild, the Reese Witherspoon movie where she decides to hike the Appalachian... I don't know if it's Appalachian... Appalachian Trail. Trail. Yeah. yeah down the West Coast uh, to try to find meaning in her life, I guess. Hmm. Heard some decent things about it from the same director as... Matthew McConaughey, Jared Leto movie, AIDS movie. Oh, um, Buyers Club. Yeah, Dallas Buyers Club. Same director as Dallas Buyers Club. Oh, okay. Sure. Uh, we'll also be reviewing The Gambler, starring Mark Wahlberg, Two Guns star, and uh, <laughs> and John Goodman. He's a gambler, and uh, he's also like a college professor, a writer. I don't. Yeah, I didn't hear the, didn't hear the best things, but um, I mean. I thought it looked interesting from the trailer that I saw. Yeah, I've seen it, actually. You already saw that? Yeah. And Paddington is our last review. A half-animated, half-live-action kids movie that actually got surprisingly good reviews when it came oh, out. Oh, really? In two, I think this might be our first 2015 movie that we're going to review this year. Jeez. It's May. It's about yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, I guess it makes sense. Good. It takes about four months now for... Movies come out. come out on DVD, so I'm looking forward to it because this was a movie I tried to take Mackenzie, to, my daughter, to see in theaters, but it was sold out. <laughs> so we saw um, Into the Woods instead. So yeah, okay. I'll check out what I missed. All right. Also coming out, The Wedding Ringer for Redbox. Uh, the Wedding Ringer, the uh, comedy with Hart, Kevin Hart, Kevin Hart. There we go. <laughs> and Josh Gad. Um, I really... Will Smith by accident. <laughs> uh, didn't really interest me that much, but I don't know. It's a comedy starring a very famous comedian. Yeah, it's probably not horrible. And Accidental Love, which is starring Jessica Biel and I want to say Bradley Cooper. Um, so it was a David O. Russell film. It was supposed to be a David O. Russell film called Nailed. That was supposed to come out like years ago. Oh, like really? a, something happened where either a dispute between David Russell, the director, and the studio or whatever, it got delayed, delayed, delayed. They just got some no name director to finish his movie <laughs> and change the title to Accidental Love. So uh, that's seen interesting in a in a you know, like a train wreck sort of way. Yeah. But uh, not exactly something I'll be checking out, most likely. Yeah. Well, Beale's been downward too. Yeah, not that she was ever. I guess she was pretty big at one. If it was filmed five years ago, she's probably still looking pretty good. Yeah, (laughs) I don't know. It was called when it was called nailed. I don't know if like it changed a lot, but the premise was 
she got a nail like lodged in her head and became like super horny or something. I think. I think. I don't yeah. know. I might check it out. <laughs> <laughs> if you do, tell us about it. But uh, thanks for listening. You uh, can always email us whenever you want. If you have a question, comment, concern, anything, at theredboxreporter.com. Get at me on Twitter at The Order Report. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at The Red Box Report. You can follow me on Twitter at The RBR Joel. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Find us on Stitcher or pretty much any podcast network. Search them a jigger that you can. And on Letterboxd, I'm at The Order Report. So, as always, thanks for listening. Emotions again